This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. Today is Monday, November 29th, November 29th, 2021. And in this episode, I and my friend and co-host, Avi and I, are going to be talking about the, the Quentin Tarantino movie, Inglorious Bastards, from 2009. All right. Welcome back on the program, Avi. The first thing, uh, the first part I want to talk about in regards to this movie is the beginning opening, the first 20 minutes, because there's a lot going on there. So what, what are your first, what are your opinions and what you have to say about that first opening in the 20 minutes where the Nazis go into that person's house where they're trying to shelter the Jews? Sometimes I when I when I hear tunes about the the Lando's suspect victims are hiding under a coma and he's changed the Nazis not knowing his family, but the Prometheus pick confirms it. But that's where he uh he confirms the farmer the French farmer confirms that where they're hiding. So they so now that now it looks like they they should very merciful very uh without without remorse about on the floor. But one goes uh. Finally made it out about the escaping, escaping the escaping the lives from the from the the command the SS commandos, but the um, even the uh, even the uh, but the, the the lead villain played by Christoph Waltz uh, just uh, let, 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 her, let her escape about like uh, it's like over like a little like. Uh, like intense, but like, it's, yeah, I like it. I like that how I like how it's intense and suspenseful. It's like intense and su- suspenseful, intense and suspenseful, suspenseful. And this was for Americans one of our first introductions to Christopher Waltz as that main big baddie guy. Um, how he opened up this movie, doing going over and doing that. And yeah, she ran away from the outside, was able to get away in, in later parts of the movie. That woman. Oh, and by the way, as we're doing this, if you want to like put on your only your 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 tab also for the IMDb of Inglorious Bastards, in case we want to ever talk about any specific that we might forget so have that on your uh, page as well but yeah I think it was suspenseful and tense and it introduced us to um, how Christopher Waltz is for American audiences and she escaped but then the whole it's like a whole big 20 minute opening and it was just like a great way to get the movie started I know but even that when it, when it it's like a, I went that little girl but the uh... It's like a, how, 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 long it, how long does that warp and take place in the between when she's a when she's a girl when she's a girl about that like it takes place before World War Two and they you know like something in the thirties thirties or something about like uh, when she's a girl when the Nazis are trying to uh, make a, a, a you know like uh, some kind of like uh, skirmishes about to find the Jews before the war takes place but she grows up like in the mid forties. All right. Okay. So you're t- in other words, you're talking about that this character hat was shown in different parts of her life. A different time, like a different timeline. Right. Okay. Girl, different like, different timelines of her life. Yes. Before we before we get into main characters and more about the story and direction, I did want to say that. Um, I'm a fan of Mike Myers, the comedian, and he Mike Myers has a Mike Myers has a little cameo somewhere in the movie. Yeah, because he plays like a British uh, captain about give the yeah. Michael Finn an assignment, but he was very unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yes, I said it looks like a, a very first dramatic, dramatic, dramatic part, but before another. He's like part. he's in like a blink or you miss it scene real quick somewhere and that's all he's in is that but um yeah i just want to throw it out there that mike myers has a little short cameo scene in the movie yeah because you know the director quentin tarantino he directed some he directed uh he, he cast some uh, well-known uh, comedians it's uh, like a sh- the short parts right like chris tucker like chris tucker and uh and uh, jackie brown and uh, and also jonah hill and uh and uh, Django unchained uh, that's a, I, 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 I'd have to um, who was in what Chris who was you thought was in who Chris Tucker you know the African comedian like from Rush Hour He's the, he makes appearance in uh, Jackie Brown hold on hold on I'm gonna look up that movie just to clarify whether he's really in that movie hold on right. you can still talk more about Inglorious Bastards while I look that up well sometimes like uh, like um, what did you think what did you think of Brad Brad Pitt's character Yes, I did see. I did see as part of the trivia that it had something to do with the Dirty Dozen. Okay, you're right. I was just hold on. I just want to say you're right about Jackie Brown. And Jackie Brown, Chris Tucker played Beaumont Livingston in in nineteen ninety seven's Jackie Brown. So you're right. I didn't realize that. That was great that you remembered that. So yes, Chris Tucker did appear as Beaumont Livingston in Jackie Brown. Okay, great. You're right. Cool. Okay. So back to Brad Pitt. So Brad. He's like uh, almost like uh, it's like compare something like uh, other war movies about like uh, like 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 the glory about how the white man trained uh, the African units, trained African American units for us for for during the war. That looks like other way. Now this one, uh, Brad Pitt is tra- training a Jewish American units about this about right. this to kill the Nazis about like. Uh, Okay, he's defending the other religious people. Yeah. So this, this like the majority of um, Quentin Tarantino's movies, it's two hours and 33 minutes. So it's like two and a half hours. So let's see. What can we, what can we go over with the two and a half hours that we haven't already yet spoken about? Um, There's some subplots about the British group that... One that the, the one about Michael Fassbender character. It turns out his character once was a former film critic until he wants to go serve in the war. About and he went to the tavern to see about that the, the debate. I talked about all the films about the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yes. That's yeah. what that's what Michael uh, Fassbender's character was like in that movie, right? Yeah, that's a, he was a former. He was a, like also. His character is also like a. Because this movie is all about homage of all the other movies, you know, like uh, something like a expl- like a propaganda, some propaganda movie, or the or or something like uh, uh, those spaghetti western movies. Right. Yeah. He did. Well. Yeah. Tar- Tarantino likes to do the spaghetti, the spaghetti western type of thing. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I really, I really liked Christopher Waltz's performance as Hans Landa. Like I said, this was uh, American's first introduction to him since he's from Austria, and I just think he. But back to the open opening 20 scene, what's really great about the scene with him is he is an expert in multiple languages, so he could actually speak and understand Hebrew, which it's not good when, the, when your enemy, the bad guy, knows the same language as you, the same as the Hebrew language. So, so yeah, he was great. Um, that was, again, great to see how he was like in that. And I just want to say also that Melanie, Melanie Laurent that played Shoshana... She was really great. She was, yeah, um, yeah. Her name is Melanie Laurent as Shoshana. She was really great in this movie. She's from France, and I, I believe in real life she's Jewish. I looked her up on uh, more research. I believe she's also Jewish in real life, and she wanted to do this role also for her family. She looked really good, and she per- she played her part well in this movie. I think. And also, do you know one actor you don't know from this? If you ever watched movies in the sixties, his name, the actor's name is Rod Taylor of the of the original Time Machine and the and the the, the Alfred Hitchcock. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. What's the wait? What's the actor's name so I can look it up? Rod Rod Taylor. Hold on, let me hold on. Let me see top cast, all the cast. Rod, something Taylor. Hold on. Rod Rod Rod, Rod Taylor. Taylor. Rod Taylor. Ah, Rod, did Rod, did Rod Taylor play uh, Winston Churchill? Yeah, he, 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 that's just, that, that he plays a part that also unrecognized since he's come back from out of his retirement since he, he always does act. Okay, so let's see, let's see, hold on. So Rod Taylor was born in 1930 in Sydney, Australia, and passed away January 2015 at age... 84 from a heart attack and let me see what else he was in okay born in 1930 let's see his uh, let's see his credits all right let's see those are some movies from the 50s there was a top gun in 1955 oh keep going all right yeah he was he was in the time machine from 1960 as h Wells. i guess that's you were talking about the time machine he's first in that and then he's in a bunch of other stuff yeah, then he's in a bunch of other stuff from the 1960s through the 2000s. Wow. So, yeah, he's got a lot of uh, movie and TV show credits. He, he's been around a while. He also, he voiced, he also voiced in the, the, uh, the original animation of Andre One Dalmatian as a voice of Pongo, the dog. What, what year did the original animation come out for that one? 1961. 1961. Yeah, 1961. 101 Dalmatians. 101 as the voice of Pongo. Very interesting. Yeah. Wow. So he's been in a lot of credits when he was alive. He worked on a lot of stuff. Yeah, and he also does a lead in the Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds, the one about the whole town. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I'm familiar with The Birds. Yeah. That's one of the more uh, known Hitchcock movies since he has a lot of movies that aren't as well known. Yeah, but yeah, he's that one. That's one of the more known ones. In the Birds, he plays Mitch Brenner. Cool. Okay. So let's see. Yeah, back to Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, but you know sometimes my dad. And some of the uh, other critics made some of the, like mixed or negative reception because uh, we can't take a because some movie this movie is like a in, inaccurate how you the 
Hitler. Right, right. It's it's not it's not accuracy. It was what if this could happen instead? Yeah, even you can make a Jewish uh, unit group you know, about into like very monstrous, like revenge, like kind of a revenge fantasy movie. Yeah, that's just like you know, yeah. you know like it, yeah. You, 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 they made it's like a, the Jewish becomes into a, turn turn into also a Nazi. Right. Right. Well, the, yeah, this is a fictional, not accurate take of the history. Um, of all the characters, you, of all the main major characters you know of this movie, um, who would you say is your favorite character? Well, I think my favorite character could be like uh, Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was interesting that it has a lot of Jewish themes about World War II, yet we're pretty we're pretty sure Brad Pitt himself is, he is not Jewish. Um, I know, but, uh, but even though that way, when he says he wants scouts, but it's like a homage to like the other films about since uh, his, he, he plays in the, rich, in the film Legends of the Fall, since his character served the First World War, what he's trained to do to the Germans, he took the scout scouts off the German soldiers. Right. Like that way he does again in the Inglorious. Right. Yes, that's true. How he does that with that. Um, let me see. What else? Yeah. I, 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 I like I said, I really like uh, Melanie Laurent as Shoshana. She was really, really um, something to watch in this, and uh, did it for her family's part of the part. So I like her, and I like Christoph Waltz as Hans Landa. I think after I saw him in this movie. I couldn't wait to see what he could do in other movies as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes, uh, even though the climax about Hans Landa makes a deal with Aldo Rain about uh, something uh, as a, like, uh, something like uh, protection about right. when he might want to make a trade. Right. But you know, he gets what he deserved about the sense on the end of what he does, what they, they do to him. What, what, are you talking about the very end when, he, when Brad Pitt and him yeah. are in the woods? They take the world yeah, the woods. They, they just yeah, yeah, that was that was good. He did that's back to Brad Pitt and the scalping. Yeah, um, yeah. what did you think? Um, somebody was, are you familiar with Daniel Daniel Bruja as Frederick Zoller? Well, yeah, the Daniel Bruja plays that. The act plays a fictional actor once it really starts in that. Yeah, what did you what did you think of his what did you think of that actor's performance in his part? Uh, it's very interesting about sometimes uh, uh, hopefully he's, he's very sympathetic about like uh, what he does did signed up for but even though they almost uh, discovered the truth about the, the about what he makes love to is he one that makes love to the Shoshana about the, the movie theater to I want to yeah I want to talk about the movie theater because that was also a big part of the movie that whole movie theater thing and what that was all about but I want to save the movie theater part towards the second half of the podcast which we're not quite at it yet I just want to know okay so yeah he he was near he was in the movie theater scene with at, um with her yes and you were saying what were your quick thoughts on Michael Fassbender's uh, character yeah, so sometimes like uh it's very like a, like a crazy cerebral about that talks about all the movies about like uh, 
some of the other films that we that we never heard about the watching classic porn films so that bring more time. Right. Oh, oh, that's right. Because he does, he was watching movies and talking about it. Right. And what did you think of uh, Eli Roth? I believe Eli Roth is is it is it a lot of uh, Tarantino's projects? What did you think of Eli Roth? It's very overpowering about like uh, sometimes like uh, like. Something is very too like uh, huge, too huge parts about since he, he does some of that directing, but it looks like uh, in his acting well, it looks like uh, very, it's a very bit, much a much important role right. that he ever does. Right, and what did you think of Diane Kruger as Bridget von Hammers Hammersmark, the, the, the Diane Kruger's character? Uh, sometimes uh, she's very she's very silent about the. Even like uh, sometimes, like uh, she wants to do something on her, on, her, on her own stuff. Right. Right. So I also want to talk. Like you were just talking about a moment ago um, about the uh, movie theater scene. But before we talk about the movie theater scene, all that, and what other parts of the movie, um, I want to segue to a quick commercial break before we talk more about the rest of the movie. Okay. I want to talk. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. If you haven't heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it is the easiest way to make a podcast possible. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or computer. Anchor.fm Podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one easy-to-find place to work everything out together. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or on your Android, or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Okay, before we get to the movie scene, you were talking about Brad Pitt and um, um, what he was like in the movie. Um, since Brad Pitt also has been in so many movie projects, what is one or two of what are one or two of your favorite Brad Pitt movies that Brad Pitt was in himself for sure? Like uh, Twelve Monkeys and Seven and uh, Legend of the Fall, and also uh, sometimes like. Uh, like he's in the Okay, I've never seen Legend of the Fall, but the first two you mentioned came out the same year of 1995. Seven and, uh, yeah. And Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, Twelve Monkeys, two movies that he was in, and they were both came out in 1995, yes. They're not movies I'm very familiar with, so that's why when we do movies together, it's something that has to be that we've like both for sure seen a lot of, and that, that, that which are more general movies and not so, um, as specifically different than those kind are, but yeah. So let's get a little, a little bit into the um, the whole movie theater screen towards the end of the movie. The whole movies, the Nazis are watching movies, and the whole thing that goes with that. I just want to say in regards to all this, with Tarantino is his direction, the way he directs every little segment of all his movies, and you can see it a lot in Inglorious Bastards, especially that first 20 minute opening, then he always does the other scenes, the way he does his direction is very like, um, I don't know, it's something interesting to watch how he just directs each little thing he makes a thing of. Um, yeah. 
What did you think of the uh, mo- the whole entire movie theater stuff towards the end? Because that was a big part of it. Uh, sometimes it's like a, it's like very Among Us, but uh, all the drama, very disturbing about like uh, something like that. Uh, it's like it's not like uh, it's like before like uh, what happens is 2012. Dark, 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 dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, 2012. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The movie, Inglorious Bastards, came out in 2009, three years before 2012. But yes, um, that's why, even though the album is not very like, it, it does end about like, uh, about even ends about as explosive as like, uh, it's like it, it did it did a good timing about like something about what's gonna happen about the plants about the burning and the the unit ambushes and until uh, it comes in with the explosive about the and and the assassination about the. Even that, even that where they have to be able to slice the Shoshana's face into the audience about that. But after the screens got burned out, it's the only, only one's left there is a floating head, and I, like the whistle. Right, y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a good way to describe all that. Yeah, I really did like Shoshana and the actress that plays her a lot. Um, yeah. as I, 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 I didn't know too much about like how you said about Fastbender, but I can say that I do like Fastbender's as Magneto in the X-Men prequels. I can say that. Uh, you know, you know, Professor Panther, before he in the, the, the Glorious Bastards, you know he's in the one, in the movie 300. Uh, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you said Tommy's also in 300 as well, yeah. Yeah, at least one of the 300 members. It's about the, you don't know that, but there's lots of apps around them, but even though sometimes, like, uh, sometimes you don't know that Professor Panther is another actor who plays a villain role, but for this one, you can do something supportive hero that undercover measure but tell his, his, load, his coverage blown and yeah. he gets killed off in the, in the middle yeah yeah um as far as um direction is concerned uh it only shows that the last movie Tarantino did was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in 2019, but it doesn't currently say of any other projects. He also has directing-wise in the works. The last movie known is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in 2019. Yeah, this is the first time he's not working with the Weinstein company, you know, like from Miramax and the Dementia Bell. Well, yeah, every, well, everybody, every, well, everybody knows what happened with Weinstein. Yeah. This one now it looks like it's the first time he's going to write the big big budgets, uh, big six studio like Columbia Pictures. But even though sometimes that uh, besides that, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, it's like a, 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 a tribute to the late sixties about the, the late sixties Hollywood. Yeah. And, uh, and also known for that uh, television, but mostly talks about the television shows. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Another. God. But you know the what do you say? No, go ahead. I'm listening. But you know, again, about the ending about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, again, it ends with the in- inaccurate. Right, 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 right. If you're, if you're right, if you're going, if you're going into a Tarantino movie, you know he's going to do his own little fictional take and not have it be based on what was real and accurate. Yeah. But that's why, that's why it's, you know, that's why, like, when he did 2012's Django Unchained, that's totally yeah. fictional, like, most of the majority of that, and that, I enjoyed that movie all, as well with him. Yeah, because that movie, uh, Django Unchained, is a homage of the uh, Blade Boytation meets Spaghetti Western, like, uh, right. 
Have a, yeah, have a, like, like yeah. a shaft in, in the west. Yeah, well, in the Django Unchained, uh, the the he's supposed to be the great 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 grandfather of of Sha- of oh. Shaft in the of the Shaft movies. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I had I had a good time the first time, the very first time I saw Django Unchained. That was that it had a lot of going on there. Yeah, but there's other about the you know there's other. About, a cowboy's movie that deals with the black uh, African American playing as a cowboy. What's the name of it? Blazing Saddles and a, Oh yeah, yeah, Blazing Bla- Bla- Blazing Saddles from 1974 it was very very funny. Yeah. A movie, a movie like Blazing Saddles could not be uh, could not be made today. But no, Blazing Saddles was very hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say uh, I need to go back talk about um. Uh, uh, Christoph Waltz for a sec. When I first saw him in uh, Tarantino's um, *Inglorious Bastards*, I just want to say he also did a good performance in *Django Unchained*. But also, you got also, uh, this, uh, *Inglorious Bastards* and *Django Unchained*. Both of them, both of them, some guy win the best supporting actor. But for oh. the first one he did is a villain. But now this one, the *Django Unchained*. Play, it's a mentor. He plays a mentor. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, a mentor. Uh, do you mean like a mentor of uh, J- Jamie Foxx's character? Yeah. Yeah. Form- formerly a dentist, but now becomes a bounty hunter. Right, right. A dentist bounty hunter. Yes. Uh, back to um, Christoph Waltz. What I wanted to say was, even though I liked him in both um, the two Tarantino movies, I'm a James Bond fan. I'm a James Bond yeah. fan. And I think the scripts... The scripts or screenplays for how who he played in the Bond movies did not really give him enough to work with. I think he did great in those two Tarantino movies, but he could have been so much better in the Bond movies if they were just scripted somewhat differently. What do you think he could play as in the upcoming Wizarding World of, of like Harry Potter, like Fantastic Beasts? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that. the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I don't, Beasts. Yeah, I don't follow Harry Potter, but you would have to know more about Harry Potter and that on how that would go than I would. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was your? What? Uh, you already said your favorite character. What was your favorite scene from Inglorious Bastards? Your, but, what, uh, would, your, what would you say your favorite scene is? It's a tavern, a tavern scene where he talks about the, where he talks about the, you know, the other Nathman. Who with, um, Bender are you talking about with Fassbender? Yeah, where he goes, because uh, he's a, there's a, he's, a, he's like a film critic. It's like, uh, I become like a film critic. I talk about the movies and then right um let me see what else keep talking about the movie while I try to come up with some more questions yeah. Even with the another, another thing about the about the, about how you execute one Nazi and, uh, from the, by, by the name Eli Roth by a bear when he brings out the when he, when he comes out of the tunnel with the the baseball bat by execution part right right um Oh, so I'm looking at the IMDb page, and it's showing above play trailer. It's showing um Christoph Waltz in his uniform with a tele with a um with a telephone, and he's just like I just remember back in the movie one of the scenes he says with all that with different scenes he's like, a bingo, oh bingo, you know how he says that oh bingo line? They just just. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just the way, just the way, the whole delivery of how, 
Christoph Waltz does say some of those lines with the bingo and all that kind of stuff. It's something to look out for. Um, but yeah, this is very much a fiction. This is very much like a fictional take. Whenever um, Tarantino goes into history about stuff, whether it's this or the um, the thing from Hollywood, he's always just doing this fictional, non-reality take to make it his own. Okay. Wait. So wait. What about comic book? Because what he, he, he wants to make uh, as a, as a fictional world about the fantasy, he should adapt to the from the film as the comic book series. Oh, okay. Um, what would you say? What would you say your favorite comic book or comic book movie is? Well, comic book movie is uh, I think is uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah, that's 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 a good choice. Um, that's a good choice. So what I was thinking was, I think we should save. I think we should save the Dark Knight or the Christopher Nolan trilogy until closer to the um, end of February, beginning of March, because to go for the Batman's 2022 in early March. So I really, ha I think you and I probably have a whole lot both to say about the Dark Knight from 2008, and I think we should save that closer to the release of the new Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, they're releasing the Batman, but directed by Matt Reeves in early March. So I think we should save Dark Knight closer to the release of that new movie. Yeah, definitely, we definitely have. We definitely both would have a lot to say together in a movie discussion about the Dark Knight, and probably on the same lines about um, Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um, let's um, before I have you before I have you grade and rate the movie and tell and I, and I tell the audience what we're going to be doing next on the or what next what the next movie will be. What are your final thoughts and closing final closing final thoughts and opinions about what you thought of of 2009's Inglorious Bastards? Final thoughts and opinions. Right about the uh, the tavern movie scene discussion is what you like the best about the movie, it sounds like. Um, yeah, the movie theatrical thing, it just seemed like um, they were trying to close off the Nazis from getting out, and it was just firing and blowing out, and then it did that Wizard of Oz scene, like you said, while she's up with the projector, and that other male character is trying to talk to her or whatever, and I really like her, by the way, and and, and then there's that other woman character, and then, um, yeah, it just, it's the whole theatrical movie scene. Was all well, was all in the theater, and then sometime after the theater, it then led to Brad Pitt and Christoph Waltz being outside by the woods, and Brad Pitt yeah. doing whatever he did to him. Um, here's my here's, here's a word here's a word I could say about Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards is a is a big bold on audacious war movie that will annoy some, startle up startle others, and demonstrate once again that he is a real thing, a director of quixotic delights. Wow, that that was. I hope everybody heard that. That was a very uh, thorough uh, way to explain all that. Can you say that for the, the audience one more time? Uh, uh, Tarantino's *Inglorious Bastards* uh, uh, is a big, bold, audacious war movie that will annoy some, 
startle others and demonstrate once again that he's a real thing, a director of quixotic delights. Huh? Well said, well said. That is a good way of putting all that. Well said. Okay, so, okay, on whatever your kind of grade rating system is, if you had to grade or rate Inglorious Bastards, however, you, whatever kind of rating system you use, how would you grade and rate or, ah, ah, how would you grade and rate uh, Tarantino's 2009 movie Inglorious Bastards? You have to give it a grade or a rating. Uh, I give it a rating about 8.2 ratings. 8.8.8.2 8. 8. 8. 8. 8. 8. 8. out of 10? Yeah. That's a pretty that's a pretty good rating. And you know there's so much there's so much to say about the Dark Knight that we might have to divide the Dark Knight into like three or four parts cuz we're not going to be able to talk about the whole thing in one part for 45 minutes. We'll easily talk for that movie um for hours and hours about Dark Knight. So that might have to be that one might have to be um broken down into like multiple parts or something because it won't be enough to say in one episode so great that was a great rating you just gave it 8.2 out of 10 and the way you put about annoying some about and all the others with the people and all that um i would grade this a um let me see what did imdb give it uh imdb gave it uh 8.3 out of 10 so that's pretty close to your 8.2 out of 10 i'm gonna give it a uh, hold on, you you paused for a sec. You're yeah. Okay, can I? St you can still hear me. I can hear you. Or you're a bit blurry. Okay, I can. Okay, good. You're back. Okay, great. That like uh, went out of focus for a sec. If I had to grade or rate this movie, and your rating was close to IMDb's or so, I would give this a three. Three, I do a Kazatska dance. So you're creating a dance from Feather on the Roof. Roof. I would give this a three. I would give this a three out of four Kazatskas, three out of four Kazatskas, or a, or a solid B, or a, uh, eight eight point zero out of ten. Yeah, those were the different three different ways I would grade and rate that. So great. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed. Um, all of Avi's thoughts and opinions about Inglorious Bastards by direct by Tarantino. He, I think his direction, like I said, is very good. Um, real quick, what did you think of um, the ci the cinematography and the music? Well, the music about that, uh, even my first time I heard this, uh, that I like uh, David Bowie uh, putting out the fire about like uh, it's the first it's the first time I ever heard this song. You say that's right? Did you say that's from David Bowie? David, they have a song, David Bowie, okay. about yeah. putting out the fire. Was that a good song? Was that a good song to you? It was like a good song to me about like okay. uh, something like, uh, something like, uh, like very revolutionary about like, uh, something like, uh, a little like, uh, uh, 10. Oh, so that was, that was one song from the movie. That was one song from the movie that you liked. That's cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, go ahead. And uh, cinematography is good about like, uh, yeah, something like uh, yeah, ratio, ra ra ratio scene about like uh, something like uh, like how much it is being like uh, you know like from the, the screen about the timing about the about uh, the scene the scenes and the so wait you know, would you say the lighting, and the lighting oh the lighting the lighting was good with the scenes the lighting that's good the lighting yeah good what, about like uh, from the the movie theater part right of the, the movie theater was a big part of it the movie theater is part of that movie um so you would say of the entire movie since it's two and a half hours the scene with um. Uh, Fastbender at a tavern talking about movies. That would be your favorite scene, you would say? Yeah. Okay. It uh, comes with the, 
Right. The whole big, a whole, a whole big surprise attack. Right. Cool. Okay. So, um, that so everybody that pretty much thank you whoever's listening that pretty much covers our main thoughts and opinions and full out thing about a lot to say about the movie uh, Inglorious Bastards by uh, Quentin Tarantino. Um, tune in the next time. The next time Avi and I talk together, tune in next time, whenever that may be, where we'll, we'll finally going to be talk. We're going to finally be talking about the, what was it? Twenty. Wait, two thousand is twenty one years. Twenty. The twenty two year old now movie from the spring and summer of no, well, really spring. It came out in the spring of nineteen ninety nine. And the next time Avi and I talk to look out for, watch and not watch. This is just audio only, but. Anyway, we're doing this through Zoom, by the way, um, to, to talk live now. But um, in our next talk after Inglorious Bastards, uh, listen up and um, watch out for, what was it called? Tune in? Yeah, tune in to the same channel, same time for Avi and I to have a full-on discussion about everything and every, everything and anything about the spring of 1999's The Matrix. That's going to be a fun one to talk about. So the next time he, uh, Avi and I meet, we're going to have a full-on, very deep com- conversation about ni- uh, 22 year old. Yeah, wait, 20, 21, 22. Yeah, 2000 is 21, 21 years. Yeah, the two 22-year-old movie from nine from the one of the most well-known movies from 1999, The Matrix. You can't wait to talk with Avi about that one. What? Yeah, what's that? What'd you say? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be a fun, great, uh, flowing conversation about The Matrix. So everybody look out for that one next, the next time we meet. And uh, any final, any words you want to close off with the audience before we close out, Avi? Well, uh, keep, uh, keep, uh, keep, uh, keep, uh, anything I can say about the, uh, keep a close contact with the critics and that. Uh, I don't um I don't watch those tomato rotten tomatoes or anything like that. I watch like if I'm a fan of a YouTuber and a YouTuber's channel of a YouTube channel I follow, I'll listen to what they have to say about a movie. But like I don't go by the rotten tomatoes or any of that kind of crap. I'll get my own feeling and opinion uh, yeah. by people I like to watch on YouTube. What's that? Also, again, also second opinion about. Uh, uh, get, get healthy. Uh, have a, a pray like a Hanukkah. Um, stay um, stay healthy and have a happy Hanukkah. Last night was the first night. Um, stay healthy. Try not try to get some exercise and stay healthy. And what were you saying about the movies just now? Um, you just said something. Um. Oh, about critics. Um, yeah, I don't do Rotten Tomatoes or any of that kind of stuff. I just watch, I go by what the people I like to watch, the content creators I like to watch on YouTube. I'll take their opinion, but not the ways of Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that. Or I checked on the uh, Roger Ebert.com and they'll get the rating. They'll get the reviews. How are they? That's just people doing it uh, after him, though, because he passed away, though. I know he has a website. Yeah, it's the, a website the, about the, the, the. So who posts on his website if he no longer does it anymore? They do their own website, oh. and then they do the festival, Martin oh. Film Festival. That's it. Well, they must be people um, younger than him that still kind of keep that website alive somehow to keep it going or, or something. So that's interesting. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so we are now exactly 39 minutes in. We covered uh, a whole lot about thoughts and opinions about all about Inglorious Bastards. Check out the we're going to be discussing the Matrix next, and we're going to do the Dark Knight. Uh, ideally, hopefully, close to the release of the new Batman movie, early March 2022's Matt Reeves directed. Around there, we'll be going over whichever Batman movies we want to cover around that time, especially The Dark Knight. Um, and with all that said, um, we will see you at AMC Movie, AMC Movie Theaters. Uh, so in case you're seeing The Matrix 4 in December or Spider-Man 3 for AMC Movie Theaters, I'll catch you um, with, with or without your masks on for uh, Matrix 4 or Spider-Man 3 No Way Home. So see you at AMC Movie Theaters. And this has been Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Signing out for now.